Hello, friend. Welcome back. My name is Shania, and you are here with me on Rooted. Now, if this is your very first time encountering Rooted, then let me give you a little background. This is a Christian-based podcast, meaning I don't believe that there is any higher or greater source of information or guidance for life than the Word of God, that that is the ultimate source for us. I also think that often there is a disconnect between God's word and practical application that is often preached or taught, but no one's really digging into how to help people apply it to their lives so that they can see transformation. That is where I seek to be a connector, where I want to take God's word, which is flawless, and help you to understand it in a way that you can apply it so that you can see real change and growth in your lives. Rooted is absolutely a growth-based podcast, meaning we are focusing on personal growth and development spiritually, relationally, emotionally, and also in the realm of leadership. This is going to require some personal accountability. This is going to require for things to get a little tight sometimes, meaning I'm going to have to say the hard things, but I'm trusting that you're here because you want to grow, not because you want someone to pacify you, not because you want someone to just make you feel better about your current state, because I believe, and I hope you believe for yourself, that you are capable of more. And I'm not talking about just doing more. I'm talking about being more because that really is the root of the changes that you want to see in your life. Otherwise, the goals and things that we set that are not identity-based, meaning they don't change us, are things that are eventually going to run out over time right? Because it's just going to be a task. It's just going to be something on your to-do list. It's not going to change who you are. And you are capable of so much more than I think you are giving yourself credit for. And so that's what Rooted is all about. At the end of last year, um, we talked about are you thirsty, right? Are you thirsty for God's word? Are you in a place, are you positioned where you are thirsty for who God is and for knowing who you are in him? Are you thirsty for your purpose? Are you thirsty for growth? And that's one of the things that I want to always emphasize here is I'm not a motivational speaker. I hope that some of the things I say, uh, things that you see me do, uh, does motivate you or inspire you. But what Rooted is really for is the person who is ready to grow. It is for the person that's ready to go. Um, and they just need help in knowing how to get there. Because motivation is so personal. Um, that only you know what it's going to take for you to reach that point where you're not interested in being stagnant anymore, where you're not interested in settling, when you're not interested in submitting to old mindsets and ways of living that do not serve you. Only you know what that breaking point will be for you, what it will take uh, for you to say enough. And so I trust that God's going to lead you to that point. I trust the Holy Spirit can do his job. And if he has led you here, then I trust that now it's my turn to tap in and help give you the tools that you need to live your best life. One of uh, my pastors and coaches, Dr. Darius Daniels, and I believe that the best coaches are coached by the best, and he is absolutely one of the best, talks about how um, you really have to let go of this idea, the, these mentalities, um, that how things have always been is how they always are going to be. It really is abdicating your power as a child of God to live your life as if you have to remain stuck, as if you don't have any options, because that's just not true. You have limitless options because you belong to a God, a good father who is limitless.
less. One of the areas that everyone can grow in. So if you're in a season where you're saying, I know I need to grow, I just have not yet pinpointed where that is. One area where we can all afford to grow is in effective communication. How we communicate, and I'm not just talking about public speaking, I mean how we articulate to those that are in our lives every day, those that we live with, those that we love, those that we work with. How can we better and more effectively communicate? And one of the tools that I'm developing and learning for myself is the power of the first response. If you follow me on TikTok at Shania underscore Lambert, I did a video probably about a month or so ago about the power of the first response. Now, what is it? The power of the first response is you taking control to the extent that you're able peaceably over a communication that you're having with another individual. My pastor explained it to me this way, uh, one of my pastors from when I was younger, that if you were in a room, let's say a board meeting, and an idea is proposed, the first, the person who responds first has the power of the first response. Meaning, let's say, for example, your boss were to say, every Tuesday, we're going to start the day off with meditation. I don't know you know, new age, (laughs) we're going to start the day off with meditation. And the first person that responds says, wow, that's a really great idea. I love how you guys are trying to emphasize mental health. That is likely to change the atmosphere in the room where more people will feel inclined to respond positively. That's the power of the first response. In the alternative, if someone had said like, man, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. You're less likely to get people, even if they truly do support the idea, to speak up because that person has inhabited the power of the first response. They have set the tone for how the rest of the conversation is going to go. You have the power and the opportunity to do that in your daily communications, especially when it comes to having uncomfortable conversations. Just because you're dealing with a topic that is uncomfortable doesn't mean that that communication can't be effective, that you can't still resolve an issue and come to a conclusion that works for both you and the person that you're speaking with. Not every conversation is going to be enjoyable. And that's just not the reality when you are in business, when you are an adult, when you have uh, family relationships and friendships that actually have some substance, there's going to be the opportunity for offense. There's going to be the opportunity to discuss things um, that go deeper than surface level and How you choose to respond in those moments will set the tone not only for that conversation, but likely the conversations that will come after that. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to take a brief break and we're going to talk about the power of your words and the power of the first response, because this is something if you're trying to take 2024 um, and really grow, this is something that you cannot afford not to employ in your toolbox. This is something that we all must understand. We'll be right back. So as we're talking about the power of the first response, I want you to consider this verse of scripture. It comes from Proverbs 15 and it's verse 28. And it says, the mind of the righteous person thinks before answering but the mouth of the wicked blurts out evil things. I'll read it again. The mind of the righteous person thinks before answering, but the mouth of the wicked blurts out evil things. 
So I want you to really think about that, especially the first part of that verse, that a person who is righteous, who has a righteous mind, thinks before answering, at least taking the time to consider how you might want to respond. It doesn't mean that the answer will come immediately. It doesn't mean that you're going to understand exactly how you feel in that moment, especially again, if things have gotten tense. But it does mean that you at least take the time to think you understand that once words come out of your mouth, you cannot take them back. You can apologize for them. You can regret them. um, You can try to recompense for them, but you cannot retrieve them. You cannot take them back. And that those words that you speak have the opportunity to shape and shift the atmosphere. This is not something to be fearful of. This is something to think about and really want to garner, really want to understand how you can exercise that power. Because if you understand that your response to whatever comes your way has the opportunity to frame how you think about it, how you see the other person, how you see the situation, you understand that you're not as powerless as you think. Some really tough and hard things may have already happened to you in 2024. But this is what I want to tell you is that you have the ability to shape how you're going to respond to the things that are happening. We cannot control another person. We cannot control many of the situations that are happening around us. What we can do is control how we respond to those things. Now, I'm not talking about having a disingenuous response, meaning that you pretend it doesn't bother you, that you pretend that you're not upset, that you pretend that it doesn't hurt. I'm not talking about denying your emotions. I'm talking about feeling those emotions fully not judging yourself for those emotions, having a safe place to vent and dig through those emotions, whether it be in your prayer closet, whether it be with a close friend, whether it be with your therapist, but then still using your intelligence, your logic to form your response. What does that look like in real time? If someone is you know, berating you and degrading you, it's very hard (laughs) to cultivate a response that is not indicative of what you're receiving, that does not give what you're getting, right? But it can be done. What it means is saying in that moment, this conversation has gone left. We're not going to be able to come up with a resolution while we're both heated, while we're both at this emotional level. I think what we're talking about is important enough to table until we can come back and have this conversation respectfully, right? And you don't have to continue to engage in that conversation. By doing that, you've not agreed with what they're saying. You're not disagreeing with what they're saying. You're saying, I don't think we're going to have a productive conversation in this moment at this time. And you're saying politely, (laughs) It's not going to be in anyone's best interest if I respond in kind, right? That's not going to get us anywhere. And it's also going to make it even harder to address the underlying issue because now we're heaping a fence on top of a fence on top of a fence, right? So that's one option. Let's just say whatever is being discussed does require an immediate response, but you also want to make sure that you're not responding emotionally, right? That you're not just responding out of pure emotion. It could mean being quiet, letting them go. And when they finish, calmly reiterating what it was that needed to be discussed, what it is that you're asking for, and what it is that you're prepared to do. And that's why before you can go, to to the extent that you know it's going to be a difficult conversation, you need to go into it already knowing what is it that's the issue, right? Being very clear, very concrete about that, not speaking in circles, not talking in generalities. What is the issue? 
What is it that you want ultimately? And then what is it that you're prepared to do? That way, regardless of what the response is, you already know how you're going to respond. You're giving them space for them to express their feelings, their needs, their desires, but you've already framed your response. Their response doesn't have to change yours. If you know what you went into that conversation to discuss, what you were prepared to say or not to say, whether they cry, whether they yell, whether they scream, whether they agree, whether they laugh, none of that changes what you came there to say, right? You have to go into these conversations already knowing your disposition, already having peace, already being settled, already standing on business, right? Because the reason why it's so important for you to think through these things is because how you respond in that moment is not really a response to that person. It's not a response to what they're saying. It's not a response to what they're doing. It's not a response to what's happening. Your response is a response to God. Why do I say that? Because nothing is happening that God has not allowed and nothing is happening that he's not equipped you for. So we don't get to use the excuse that, oh, they made me really mad right? Or I wasn't expecting that. Many things that happen in our life we're not expecting. And this is why the growth that we're working on isn't just about doing certain things. It's about becoming because we are becoming people that understand we have the power of the first response. We are becoming people that think before we speak. We are becoming people that are willing to listen more than we talk. That's who we are. It's not what we're doing. And in this year, in 2024, if you're really trying to take hold of the things for which God has taken hold of you, if you're really trying to walk in purpose, you've got to learn to wield the power of the first response. You get to set the tone for how that conversation is going to go. Now, that means you then bear the responsibility of being gracious, of speaking in truth, of being respectful, right? It's not about having the power of the first response so you can treat people however you want. It's that you can trust that your motives and intentions are right and how you are seeking to communicate with that person. Again, balances grace and truth, which we'll talk about in an upcoming episode, and also is kind and respectful. But I also want to speak to the person who thinks, man, I've reacted really poorly in the past. I've been that person. I, I get it 100%. This isn't about condemnation and it's not about making you feel bad. It's understanding that, guess what? You can do things differently. If you understand that you've not been a person who has responded well to unexpected or offensive conversations or uncomfortable conversations, if you realize that you've been a person who's been led by your emotions more often than you'd like, this isn't about making you feel bad. This isn't about condemning you. It's about letting you know, guess what? There's another way and there is. You are smart and you are intelligent and your emotions are valid. You have the ability to craft the first response. You can set the tone. And again, the reason why it's so important that you understand that that response is really a response to God and what he's doing in that moment is because it sets the tone not only for that conversation, but how you go forward. Because imagine if you clapped back the way that they're speaking to you. How in the world are you ever going to really be able to communicate going forward to have a conversation? Now you're angry on top of whatever else you were already feeling, frustrated, hurt, betrayed, right? You're heaping offense on top of offense, which the enemy loves because you never get to the underlying issue, the thing that could likely be resolved if both parties are willing to come to the table and speak with grace and truth and take personal accountability for the role that they've played and things getting to where they are. But when you have set the tone, then you already know the template to follow in every communication you have going forward. 
they won't have the ability to elicit that emotional reaction out of you, which is frustrating, right? (laughs) It's frustrating to them that they can't get to you the way that they want to get to you. And so you set the tone. Remember, it's grace and truth, respect and kindness, asking the Lord to give you wisdom. Does that mean that every time you're going to be able to respond in a way that honors God? No, which is why it's okay to say, I need a minute. I need a minute. Or if it's through written communication, just because they emailed you right then, text you right then, sent you a voice memo right then, guess what? You don't have to respond right away. Take 24 hours. If it's not urgent, if it doesn't demand an immediate response, like a decision does not have to be made in that moment, take 24 hours. It doesn't even matter if whatever they said didn't upset you. If things are volatile, if things have been tense, take a minute, take a breath, pray about it, think about what you want to say. And then the passive consequences that may come about. Don't be petty. Don't do little jabs. Don't try to be spiteful. You set the tone of what it's going to be. And they either have to rise up and meet you at their level or at your level, or they have to fall back. Let me say it again. You set the tone, you uphold your standard, and they either have to rise to meet it or they fall back. Those are the only two options. And it allows you to come out of those situations with clean heart, clean hands, clear conscience. Those are the things that I think about when I'm responding in uncomfortable situations. If I send this email, if I send this text, if I say this thing, can I walk away from it with a clean heart, clean hands, clear conscience? If the answer is yes, then I hit send and we go from there. So today we've been talking about the power of the first response. You, friend, have the ability and the authority to set the tone for your communications, even when those conversations are difficult or uncomfortable. You are not just focusing this year on doing things. You are focusing on who it is that you are becoming. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for taking the time to listen, to invest in yourself. Please feel free to share this episode with others that you think are hungry for growth as well. Be sure to also follow me on TikTok where I try to post a video every day or at least every other day focused on areas of growth as well as books that I'm reading. So if you're a reader and you like book reviews, you can find those there as well. I am focusing on some great nonfiction books this month that center on growth and you'll be able to read and hear more about them on my Instagram. Instagram, um, upon a stack or Shanae underscore Lambert. You can also find me again with those book reviews on TikTok once they're finished. And you know, you never know when that will be. I'll talk to you soon. I love you so much. I'm Shanae and this is Rooted.